So I'm currently in my bedroom feeling very, very hungover. I'm very, very happy to be joined by Dane Buckley. Hi, Dane. How are you? Hi. Hi. I'm good. I've not seen you since last night. Since last night, indeed. We had Queer Vision 3. Um, it was a great success. Thank you so much for coming down and being our headline act. Oh, you're welcome. I loved it. And and Kat was amazing. Yes, we had Pussycat Bangkok as our uh, special guest judge. Yeah. We did. Um, have you met her before? No, never. Never. Ah. Well, I'm very glad to uh, make the um, to make the introductions, I guess. That's what we say. She, she did teach me how to say Happy New Year. It's the Thai New Year tomorrow. And my parents oh. live in Thailand, so they celebrate it. So, um, yeah, oh, she was lovely. Oh. We sent a video to my mum, actually, me and her. We sent a video to my mum last night. Oh, that's cute. Now I feel really, really bad not knowing it was Thai New Year tomorrow. Was I meant to know? Should I, like, greet to tell with something? Or No, I mean, if you've not been to Thailand, you won't know. Um, and they throw, they throw water over each other to mark the New Year, which is kind of fun. It, it's funny seeing tourists that don't know that. They're walking along the road and they get water thrown at them. It's quite <laughs> hilarious. Oh, the Thai people were so hospitable. Now they're throwing water at us. Oh, my God. Better water <laughs> than petrol. Anyway, they, <laughs> thank you very much for being here today. This is Celebrity Prelash. But as we have to just go and tell the audience... Um, we're currently speaking at 10 o'clock in the morning here, and we are just having, well, I'm having a coffee. Uh, what are you having today? I'm having tea, but I'm I'm a real tea Nazi, basically. I'll only drink tea leaves. You only um, drink tea leaves without any water in it? Just the leaves? But um, no, no, I won't drink from a tea bag. I hate tea bags. I don't mind tea bagging, Lucian. Oh, that's, that, that, that's revoltingly... <laughs> Um, honest. <laughs> to be fair, though, I'm half Irish, half Indian. Obviously, tea comes from India. Irish people per square mile drink the most tea in the world. And I was brought up in Britain, which has a massive tea culture. So if anyone can be bougie about tea, it's me. I guess you have that permission. I guess you do have that permission. So, you know, like, you know, talking about tea, I have to go and tell you a quick story. So I used to live in the country beginning with R, which I've talked about many, many times on this podcast and in uh, comedy. And they say in this country that the UK's number one tea is Ahmad tea. Did you know this? No, that's lies. It is complete lies. And you talk to any Russian person, they all think it's Ahmad tea. And I've never seen it in the UK. They're liars. The best tea is Assam tea, black tea from the Assam region of northern India. I have spoken. You have spoken. Wow. Um, yeah, I have to tell you the truth. I hate tea. What? Uh, hate it. I can't stand it. You know, this thing happened to me once where I, I was having some adult fun time with a man from Gay Yellow Pages, the grinder. And he asked me what tea I hated. And I said, do you know what tea I've got beef with? It's Fortnum and Mason's, £17.99 Irish breakfast tea. Irish breakfast tea should be strong and malty and amber. And anyway, I asked him why he asked. And he's a tea buyer. And he had specialised in Fortnum and Mason's range of tea. So of all the teas I bitched about, it was the tea that he had organised. And he knew I wasn't lying because I picked the, I, I said it before I knew that. So, uh, yeah, it's very awkward. but. It had a nice box, both the tea and the man. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. I'm glad you went for that. Otherwise, I was. Um, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm. But, you know, it's not like from his own little farm in India. Like, all he's doing is going out there, probably a business class, and just, like, buying stuff from a factory, right? You can't take it too personally. No, and also he told me that, like, Yorkshire tea and loads of them use the exact same plantations, <laughs> just 
different times of the cut and stuff. So a lot of it is a little bit of kind of um, kind of PR and stuff, you know. Yeah, just tarting it up, tarting yeah. it up. For example, I have a friend who works in Lidl, and she says to me, and this is really, really top secret, that you know the Muller yogurts, the ones yeah. like Crunch Corners, uh, the Lidl brand use exactly the same yogurts and crunches. Wow, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, I mean, mm. literally I buy Sainsbury's Gold Blend tea, and it's the same as the Yorkshire one, but like £2 cheaper. So I'm a thrifty hoe. Thrifty ho. I love the fact we're just saying British talking about tea on the podcast. Has to happen, right? Has to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, tea is absolute devilish. Uh, but do you know what? I think it's time you spill the tea. Hey! <laughs> and what we do here at 70 Prelash, we ask our very, very special guests to go and mention one celebrity. Um, somebody they may have worked with, they've met in Greg's, they've hooked up on Grinder. It's fully up to you, but you only get one name drop for this yeah. episode. So Dane Buckley, who is your name drop for this episode? It will be the fact I went to school with the Irish sugar babe, Siobhan Donaghy. Oh my God, the Irish sugar babe, Siobhan. Yeah, the original. The original OG sugar babe. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, but um, I hate to go and um, spill the tea again, uh, but she's younger than you, right? Yeah, but the way the school works is you have people of different ages. Okay. Who does that? Yeah. I, I was I was in her sister Rasheen, good Irish family. I was in Rasheen's class, but I remember uh, seeing Siobhan because she had like shocking red hair. But also her mum worked in the office and was the only I was always in trouble because I was a young queer fighting the bullies. Her <gasps> mum gave me Irish mammy realness and was lovely and really sweet to me. Our headmistress was a bitch. And when you knocked on her door, there was traffic light system, green for enter orange for wait and red for go away so you had mm. to wait for the traffic lights and i was always at the door um because i wouldn't take any shit from anyone and she was so lovely mrs donaghy and she gave me a lot of um kind of time so um if i ever bump into siobhan i will say that to her but yeah oh. also siobhan has become a massive kind of gay cult following with her solo stuff completely her solo album all the gays oh. were into it at the time it's like you so you're saying that her mum is really really good at conflict resolution so why didn't she go into the sugar babes and defend her daughter maybe there's been too much there coming up for her with the irish history we've had a lot of conflict resolution we've had to have under english colonialism you didn't expect this to come out <laughs> um, and also i think is there anyone qualified enough to deal with the history of the sugar babes like wow that is some drama I just love the idea of just uh, uh, Siobhan's mum going in, even like, you know, during the whole Amel uh, Keisha uh, fallout, like, you know, I can't do the accent. My daughter's not in a band anymore, but you guys need to go and sort yourself out. Um, worst Irish accent in the world. But I can't do it. I can't do accents. <laughs> Why did you give her like a completely different one then? I was trying <laughs> to do an Irish accent. <laughs> I'm making a joke. Which is just not works. Yeah. I love the idea of that though, Lucy. And like like years later, she'd be there, be like, excuse me, just to say, when my daughter was in this band, what we found out was, you know, that's hilarious. They came back later on as Mutia Keisha Javon though. Yeah, MKS, MKS. MKS. They abbed themselves, not in a successful way like Abba. Yeah. But they are now back to being the sugar babes. It's very confusing. There's a lot of admin. I don't love admin in my bands. You know, Fleetwood Mac don't have this kind of admin. So there's a lesson learned there. 
I see. Like, for example, I can't see Stevie Nicks campaigning to look after the Fleetwood Mac uh, wrapping paper. Like, do you remember this? Like, uh, Mattia did. Yeah. yeah. Remember that infamous post on social media? Mattia Buena, she went, Guys, I'm crying right now. I finally have the right back for the sugar babes, for their stationery and wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> Cringe. When will we see Lucien's official stationery? That's what I want to know. Lucy official stationery. Um, you can actually see it now. Um, it's available in all good farm foods and home bargains. I know, I know my audience. That's so on brand. <laughs> I do actually have lots of branded things. Actually, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. So oh, really? for my so for my birthday last year, my mum got me all these Lucian uh, branded things. Oh. So example, my bed sheets are Lucian. Oh. Agent provocateur. I know my mum bought me out on Provocateur for my birthday. Can you believe it? She also got me Lucian perfume as well. Also from TK Maxx. She went into TK Maxx and Corby, Dane, and she just saw lots of Lucian products and went, okay, this is going to be his present. Yeah, so I've got Lucian perfume and Lucian bedsheets. You're very close to your mum, aren't you? You you smile when you speak about her. So cute. Um, um, just for the audience, when I talk about anyone else, I just look angry. Um, no, that's nice. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say dead inside, but sure, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about your mum then. Oh, no offence. The best in the world, my mother, honestly. She's still with us. Thank God. People make assumptions when uh, I kind of say I've got an Irish mother. They, they assume she's going to be kind of like Mrs. Doyle or Mrs. Brown, kind of an old-fashioned woman. No, you couldn't get it further from the truth. She is a red-haired hippie who lives on Koh Samui, which is a tropical island in Thailand. She, she plays reggae early in the morning. She used to take me out of school to backpack around the world and go to Irish sessions and sing rebel music. So she's a really, really cool woman. She came with me to JY when I first... Uh, came out when I was when I first went there I was 21 and she came with me and danced the night away with me so she's a very very cool fun person she's one of my favorite people I haven't seen her in two and a half years when I get to the airport I will cry like a bitch you know that when you talk about your mum you look really angry (laughs) I'm joking though you look happy you look happy it's nice it's nice to have a good relationship Uh, but two and a half years that's a long time that's a long time Uh, when are you planning to go out a week on Friday, so <gasps> the end of April, yeah. Wow, that's exciting, that's exciting. Um, so you're going to cry when you see her. But listen, um, <laughs> look, I'm about to make it about me. Uh, when, you stay, uh, when you stay with your mum in Thailand, um, do you stay with her or do you have to stay in a hotel? Oh, I stay in my room. I stay with her, I've got a room in there. <gasps> you have a room? Yeah. I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did warn you, I'm going to make this about myself because my dad lives abroad. He lives in Mallorca. And I was writing some material about this. I tried out last week. And I just casually mentioned on the stage that uh, when I see my dad, I have to stay in hotels. And someone after us went, well, but that's funny in its own sense. I went, is it? Don't all people stay in hotels when they go and see their parents abroad? Apparently not. Oh, wow. Are you close to your dad? No. (laughs) How is he with you uh, being gay? Oh, come on. Very supportive. He works in the entertainment industry, darling, of course. I didn't know that was it, though, because some queer people aren't close to their parents. I didn't know the hotel link was for that. But um, yeah. is it just... So he lives in a very, very small um, um, flat 
in Magaluf. Um, they only have five bedrooms, and <laughs> you don't. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's, it's just not an option. Um, right. I think I last stayed under the roof with my dad. Uh, the last time was in two thousand and one. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm. I was just brought up by my mum, and then later on, I got a stepdad who's lovely. He's Welsh, but it was a very clannish, close family. We don't lock the bathroom doors. I mean, yeah. I'll definitely be staying in the house. I mean, some mornings I might wake up, and my mum, my mum will probably be on the bed next to me planning the breakfast, and she'll wake me up chatting away. So yeah, we're very, very close. So I couldn't imagine like staying in a hotel. Also, the carry on, like we might want to watch movies at one o'clock in the morning and bake Irish bread, and you know. Oh, that sounds so idyllic. Um, <laughs> but hold on, you you wake up with your mum in your bed. Uh, what does your grinder date say? <laughs> well, no, I won't be. I won't be going near the grinder when I'm with the mother. Well, it's just yeah. She might wake me up in the morning. She might bring brekkie. She's already said, "What do I want for breakfast when I arrive?" The morning I arrive, and I want jackfruit, which is fucking amazing. Have you ever tried jackfruit? Not I the have. Um, it's actually my personal fruit range at Farm Feast. Jackfruit. <laughs> Mm. Not the canned stuff, though. I mean, like the proper, right? Yeah, mine's a canned stuff. Wheat yeah. stuff. Well, it's like it's the vegan alternative. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the unripe plant. That's a bit tasteless. Mm. The ripe version is the yellow bulbs of goodness. Um, they're actually Hubba Bubba original. Hubba Bubba, the taste of bubblegum, is based on the ripe jackfruit flavor. Oh, wow. When yellow. you have it, oh. you will be convinced it's an artificial food. You You will think... How does nature make something so candy sweet like? I can't bring any back for you because you're not allowed to. I can bring dried version back. Oh, that's very kind of you. Uh, they don't sell it in Holland and Barrett or No, no, not yet. Well, the thing is, I've never been to Thailand, but I want I want to go one day. I'll I'll come and see you and your mum and your stepdads in Thailand. We'll have a good time. Oh my god, look at you pushing for a free accommodation. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least I can stay with your parents. <laughs> I'll go to Magaluf and, and stay a mile from your father and see him and shake his hand. <laughs> no, you know what would be worse? You go to Magaluf, my dad says he can stay. <laughs> I would, <laughs> oh, God. That would be great. I'd be like, hi, Lucy, and me and your dad are just making some Irish bread and pierogies. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And your stepmom's just got into bed with me as well. We're watching Carry On Films. Oh, I'm having such a lovely time. <laughs> oh, she's painting my nails. Oh. Is your stepmom Polish as well? No, she uh, um, she's um, she's also half Indian, half Indian, oh. but she's half Indian, half English. Yeah. Oh, condolences. Well, she's quarter Indian. I know she's a bit Indian. I can't I remember. <laughs> no, she no, she is she. See, I don't really know her very well. She's a quarter Indian. Yeah. This is why you stay in a hotel. <laughs> no, because I've met her family. But I think it was her, her grandfather was Indian, yeah. Um, I don't really talk much about her, really. Um, she's all right. But I will tell you one bad thing. Are you one ready bad. for this? Yeah. So she has never accepted her Facebook request for me. Oh, but did you do the passive-aggressive thing of unsend it and send it again? Twice. And oh. when my friend Anna Conda, her nickname, went <laughs> over to Magaluf, they became friends on Facebook. I have to say, is that how you pronounce it? Is that the official pronunciation? Because you say it in a way I've never heard it said before. Anaconda. No, Magaluf. I don't know. It's well, Spanish. I say Magaluf, but Magaluf. But I, I thought it was Magaluf. No, like Magaluf, Magaluf. When the Watford girls are going on holiday, they're like, "Yeah, let's go, Magaluf." Well, I'm not from London, is it? No, Magaluf. that is apparent. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wanted to ask you, does your 
grow up with Polish food because I love Polish food. Well, no, because I don't really grow up much of my Polish culture because um, my dad left. Oh my God, this podcast is now about Lucia's family history. <laughs> but I do work in therapy, darling. We're here, we're listening. Oh my God. This is not even a podcast, it's just my therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you some really good tea in a bit. But yeah, I will tell you. Um, no, um, well, my dad left when I was four. Oh, okay. um, but like, I, I, I've always spent time with um, his family, for example. And I would go around, and yeah, my grandmother would always cook Polish food. So pierogi, oh. uh, basz, um, kielbasa, um, like sausages. Yeah. Bułamki? Probably. What's that? That's the cabbage, the stuffed cabbage leaves with rice and meat and tomato sauce. It's lovely. Oh, no, no, no. She definitely made that out. No. I was allowed to stay with her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I imagine, though, Polish grandmothers are great. Feeders. Oh, God. And if you don't... Is is, is this the same with Indian families? But, like, the moment you don't finish your whole plate, she'll go, he doesn't love me, he hates me, he hates the food, it's disgusting. Oh, I'm going to kill myself now. (laughs) And you have to finish the whole plate. No, my parents never had that issue. I am a fatty. So it was more the opposite. My mum used to say she would look at fussy kids and think, fuck, that would be the fine thing. My son used to eat the pattern off the plate. She took the rest of the plate out of my hands. I, I would eat anything. But from a young age, I loved Indian food. My nan, my Indian nan taught me. My dad also left when I was fairly young. Um, but I all, always saw his mother. And so I don't speak much about my dad on stage because I don't speak to him. And I don't, we don't, you know, we don't have a relationship. But his mother, oh. I did. So that's why I often talk about my nan. And she actually was quite an icon. She's quite fabulous and quite dramatic. But also she had to leave India. She's a Christian Indian. And when Indian become independent, a lot of the Christians left. And so she left India. And overnight, people like you and me in India would have servants. Your average like working person has servants, wrongly or rightly. Um, overnight, she had to ask the servants to teach her how to cook. Moved to England as a single parent mum then because her husband died in the war and a foreigner, you know, she'd get spat out for being Indian. Mm. But overnight she had to suddenly be the provider and had to cook. And she was honestly, you know, everyone says their nan was an amazing cook, but other people would say to me, your nan is such a good cook then compared to my nan. So I know she was like all the Indian sweets that she would make from scratch and chutneys. And I used to help her um, carve carve no crush the spices on her little altar in the garden and stuff yeah amazing food so i always loved food from young especially indian oh that's so so cute oh look at 70 prenash being so wholesome when we're not drinking oh <laughs> that's very very cute um and and and, and you said she's no longer uh with us um but we want to go and do a little cheers uh to your granny she sounds very very good cheers violet Drink. to violet to violet to Violet. There we go. Uh, I will just make it about me one more time and just say that my grandmother's not a very good cook. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, Violet, my eyes are Violet. <laughs> I thought you were going to drag everything back to you. <laughs> my t-shirt's Violet. There we go. Now, I might be see. wearing the same t-shirt which I wore yesterday at Queer Vision 3. <laughs> have you noticed? You know no, that is, that is high energy for you to have to do that for that. You know, it's a long evening and it's a really good evening, but you are on 10 the whole time. It's amazing. You have to be. You have to be. Um, yeah. The moment you drop your energy on stage, the audience drop their energy. Yeah. <gasps> well, I'm very good for short bursts of fabulousness, but then I like to finish both in the bedroom and on the stage. 
That's good to know you're um you're like a thoroughbred horse just going to the end. <laughs> yeah. But we have to talk about one thing about last night's show. This is very, very controversial. Oh my high it's... kick. I was I okay. So the first controversial <laughs> thing is I didn't watch your set. I'm sorry. No, but you've seen it a good few times. I mean, <laughs> according to Insta, 8,441 have seen the set, darling. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be shocked. No, because I, I was doing the voting at the time. I was doing the voting, so I have to go and hide myself away and count up the votes for Eurovision. And just to go and tell the audience, Eurovision's like Eurovision. It's like a Eurovision parody. Um, and each for acts gets votes. It's very camp. Very camp. I mean, I have eyes. So I saw you. I saw you the other side of the room. So I saw you in your lion suit. So oh, then- you were just looking out for me. Oh, you know the word- I was like, thank fuck, she's gone. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> It's my time. 11 minutes. It's my time to host. I think you did less than 10 minutes, actually. No, I did 11 in the end. I flipped did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a whore for time. I always do extra. So what it is at Career Vision, uh, the winner of the previous edition comes and does a headlining slot. But it really is an excuse. I'm so sorry, Dave. I, I, I love to have you there. But it's an excuse for me to go and count all the votes. Uh, so I can go and prepare the votes. So I never, ever time it. I didn't time it. Also, to put people to work, I had to work the sound booth. <laughs> of course, I had to put them to work. Well, it's not really much work. You have a little area, like, it's like a little green room, and all you have to do is just turn a button up and turn it down every single time someone comes to stage, and you get to be away from the um, from the schmatte, uh, from the uh, plebs. You know, I, I, th- I thought you'd like the treatment. I mean, green room because of the mole growing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the worst, like for me, it's camp. But um, usually when we've done this event and someone stays in the sound booth, they never want to leave. But every single moment we needed someone in the sound. It's like, Dane, where's Dane? You're like socialising. And I just remember like shouting like, back in your cage, back in your cage. I have to go meet my public, you see. I wish I had headphones as well, so I could have pretended like to be like remixed. My dad was a DJ, actually. And I do remember him. He used to do these big Indian dances. And I remember... I, did, I do remember going to those and dancing a lot. Oh, back in there. Back, back in there. Well, Dave, we are coming to the end of Celebrity Prelash. And uh, we've heard all about your thoughts about tea. We've heard all about your Indian ancestry. And we've heard all about your sugar babe um, encounters. But what we also do here at Celebrity Prelash, we like to go and choose a Celebrity Diva of the Week. And what we do at Last of Lulu on Instagram, we ask all of our fans to go and send us a suggestion. And this week, it comes all the way from Mike. And he has chosen... Shania Twain. Thank you very much, Mike. So, Dane, Shania Twain, what do you think? I'm too young to know who that is, but my parents have told me about her. Let me have have it, bitch. Um, Shania Twain, now, I remember her first single, You're Still the One, and then later on come the big hits that don't impress me much, but I'm sure (laughs) my mum often gives me updates about singers from back in the day, and I think my mum watched a documentary about her to say, like, she was, wasn't she homeless before she was famous, and she had to bring up her siblings alone, and, and, and like, really strive, was really poor, and and worked really hard, and I fucking love that story, you know? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I've yeah, which this. is amazing. But didn't then, then more recently, didn't her husband run off with her best friend or something? Yeah, it was years ago, yeah. Mutt Lange, who is also her producer. Yeah. 
So I love a survivor. Do you know? Do you know? I mean, I mean, of course, I love a strong woman. That's who I was brought up by. So I kind of gravitate to those people. But also, she's got a good voice. Well, she had a good voice. Oh, I have Ooh. to tell the truth. I have to tell the truth. Have you heard it recently? <laughs> Honey, I've heard you sing. <laughs> when have you heard me sing? You've, you've, I've heard you sing notes. Well, some in some cultures, they'd be called notes. <laughs> and the lady's too shocked to speak. To quote my good friend, Sassafras. I've heard you sing. Didn't we sing a Madonna song together at one of your gigs? At, at Last With Lulu, we were having some Prosecco and probably sung Borderline or Lucky Star. I, so I used to be a singer, but I probably hadn't done any like warm ups or I wasn't taking it too oh, seriously. I really and we were singing in the corner, <laughs> two days in the corner singing. I know, not a very good singer. I know. I, I'm okay. I always said like I'm like an eight out of 10 karaoke singer, but like a two out of 10 professional singer. So I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. The deep- thing is, have you noticed how singers don't like karaoke? I mean, I hate karaoke because I'd be like, what is my note? What is the rhythm? It's so far removed from like acoustic traditional Irish music. You know, I don't think any, you know, do you know what I mean? So um, I don't like karaoke, but put me in front of a few fiddlers and I'm aware with the ballads. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm sure you could do Irish songs at karaoke. You can do ridiculous Ryanair tweaked up remixes. Ryanair tweaked up remixes? What's that? Yeah. Danny by the pipes, the pipes, you know, that kind of shit. Like, Hackney, Paddy's Day Irish music. But yeah, not like, I'm not going to sing a real, like, ballad to karaoke. I'm not going to be like, everyone, shh. (gasps) There's nothing worse. You go to karaoke and someone wants to do, like, Snow Patrol. And it's like, why? Do you think camping fun? Or what I love is when they do a dedication. I'm like, bitch, where do you think you are? You're in Soho on a Friday. And they're like, shh, shh, shh. This one goes out to me, Auntie Gladys, who helped me through some irritable bowel moments earlier on in the year. I'm like, oh, oh darling, that's hilarious. I love it. This is your moment. Go on, girl. Go for it. Do it. Come on. Well, that's like the whole X Factor culture, isn't it? Remember, like, they had those people at X Factor where the family were like, oh, she's such a good singer. You have to wear it and hear how you're going to cry. That was my Irish accent again, obviously. Well, least- and they would come on and it would be, um, yeah, quite awful, deluded. But at least they're on a TV show in that. If you're in a box in Chinatown and you pay £12 to get in, I don't know if your best friend and Joan from accounting want to hear your uh, your intro speech. Speaking <laughs> of TV shows, though, weren't you recently on the old box? I was. I think I'd say, speaking of TV shows, back to Shania Twain. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was on the box, yeah. Uh, Fame and the Family on Channel 4. Did you watch it? Um, I did. Yes, he did do. No one no, watched it. No, I didn't yet. I definitely no, watched, no one watched it. What is Fame in the Family? What is it? Um, they aren't paying me to advertise it, so I don't have to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what it is, it is so um it's a situation where I'm literally trying to remember the synopsis. Um, so the situation is that you have four members of the public and a celebrity, and you have to work out who is uh, related to the celebrity. Oh, and I wasn't okay. the celebrity ops. Um, it was it was fun. It was a bit a, a bit a bit of cheeky fun. Oh, I, I really want to do first anymore. dates. I love that show. Do you watch first dates? I don't, but you'd be good in it. I've seen clips of it. I've seen like the fails on YouTube. Yeah, although I, I've heard a lot of stories like behind scenes and they ply people with drink and stuff like that. I feel there's not great queer representation on that show, so I'd love to come and and uh, bring great queer <laughs> representation. I was waiting for your next come uh, pun. Any- 
<laughs> um, yes, um, of course, you know, if you have drinks, they'll loosen you up. That's what I do at 70 pre dash usually. I'm gonna get really, really drunk, so I'll get all the secrets at the end. And I will tell you about 70 pre dash, right? Probably, I've had around five guests remember the next day they said something controversial. They said, Can you not mention that, please? And I'm like, Okay, um, I will do that. <laughs> But luckily, today you're not drinking, so if you have any requests, let to me honest, know afterwards. I, drink doesn't really affect me much. I'm kind of a big personality anyway. So, um, yeah, it doesn't... I could have 10 drinks and it'd be no different. Oh, no. I know, like, you're considerably older than me. I'm joking, but you are. And Although I... No, you wouldn't know it to look at us. I would <laughs> I would completely agree with that statement. I really oh, would. I'm teasing. Shut up. <laughs> but, you know, the moment I turned 30, I just couldn't drink anymore. I can't wake up about a hangover if I have, like, one drink, so I just don't. But I'm a bigger lad than you, so I think weight comes into it, and height, and also I'm part Irish, and also I'm, yeah, I'm just no, I'm quite extroverted anyway, so I'm no different when I'm drunk. That's interesting. So would you say, I'm so sorry to my twain. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you would say you're... You're still the one to be, Shania. Um, um, I'm going to get to you good later. Um, I don't know enough of her songs. Juanita. No. Uh, <laughs> that don't impress me much. You said that. What's the other? <laughs> 12 European dance remixes. Of... <laughs> you know what? I feel drunk now. What are we talking about? Drinking, size, effect. The end. The end. All right. Listen, sometimes look, this is so early in the morning. I usually do this podcast like obviously in the evening. What's the time now? It's 10.45 in the morning, kids. I don't know how we've got through this. Anyway, I know you have to go back to your real person job. But today, before we go, we have to talk about one more celebrity. Um, and that celebrity, of course, would be Hayley Tamerton. No, it would be myself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's talk about Madonna, of course. So Which I one? Let's do. Uh, the Virgin Mary, such a gay icon. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't she just? So I know you're a massive Madonna fan. Right, yeah. We have to talk. I, I think every episode just comes up, but I know you and me can have a good conversation about this. Yeah. Um, what are you making of Madonna's recent um, Instagram uh, TikTok escapades? So, so listen, obviously she's allowed to do what she wants with her body, with her career. But for me, I love Madonna from the beginning right through to um, kind of confessions era. You know, mm. and, and stuff since that I haven't personally loved. For me, if I was a manager, I would say, I think it's fine to do what Cher does and celebrate being the legend that you have been. I think that's absolutely fine. I sometimes think that Madonna really wants to try and be really relevant now. And you don't have to be when you've owned the world for so long. And I think people pick up on when something's not authentic. And I think it comes through if you're trying to be relevant to everyone. And so I kind of wish like Cindy Lauper and Kate Bush and, and Cher that she just celebrates in what she's been and, and uses that to go forward. But she's allowed to do her and that's grand. Her Insta posts, I, I heard that like she got rid of her manager and she's in charge of her Insta now. It's not- <laughs> That explains it all. Yeah, and it's a bit all over the shop, but um, she's allowed to do what she wants, but-, but um, yeah, I, th I know there have been people worried about like her well-being and stuff like that, just like with the drugs and the drink and the stuff she's posted with and just bizarre things and kind of talking about what money brings. But at the same time, 
at the same time, she posts about loads of lovely stuff and fundraising. And also, I think people give her such a hard fucking time. They, she's such a common enemy now for people. But if anyone can deal with that shit, it's Madge. But she shouldn't have to. I think people, I read an interview and she said people have always been mean to her and she can deal with it. She's strong. But um, people really do go for her. And like she said years ago, she was never going to grow old gracefully. She's fucking Madonna. Like, look to someone else. Look look to Susan Boyle to grow old gracefully. Madonna ain't going to do that. And that's fine. Yeah, of course. You know, she's going to keep doing it. There are going to be articles of 10 years' time. Madonna, 73, is completely ageless. Um, you know, as long as, as long as she has fun, who cares? Who cares? But do you remember the first time we met? I do, yes. It was at um, Comedy Bloomers. I had... I looked... At, Everyone there on the lineup when I came to that night, um, Comedy Bloomers, I had a little look at everyone. And then I, you know how kind of you look on another link and then another link. And then it, suddenly it was you doing Madonna during the Madame X uh, time. So, yeah, I think I came up to you, didn't I, at the bar? You did. And I felt so famous. You're like, oh, by the way, I saw your videos on YouTube. I think we're absolutely hilarious. I was like, who paid you? Like only like a thousand people saw that episode. I was like, he saw he who paid you? He's standing behind you. Um, no, it was a really good delusion of grandeur moment. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Your mum paid me. I thank you, mummy. Am I smiling? No, but also it's just it's just I think Madame X is such a good album to take the mick out of the gloves, the eye patch, the the I mean everyone, every queer I know kind of does the one, two, cha cha cha, all of that. <laughs> It's a good hook. Just again, it was very unauthentic. But her thinking about being a seventeen-year-old girl waking up in Columbia when she's yeah. from Detroit, Michigan. Exactly. And, and also, Madonna. You like we both watch Drag Race and we both love it. Yeah. Madonna's yeah. not really funny. Like the impressions of her don't work because Madonna's not very funny to make fun of generally. Not in the way that Cher is because Cher makes fun of herself and Cher's Cher's quite a caricature in a different way. Madonna has some bits, but it's not the same kind of thing. Although they've never done her for Statch Game. No, but then people have suggested it to, to come up and it's not worked out. Although there is a comedian on YouTube that does, you know, the clip of Madonna trying to hoover. She, she There's a comedian that mimics that and it's so fucking funny because she's trying to like hoover up the wall and, and the accent is spot on. I'll find the clip and I'll send it to Please. you. Please. that takes it somewhere else. But, but um, you know what we should do? Um, West London Queer Project are going to do a sing-along to In Bed With Madonna in the summer <gasps> and that that is madonna at her peak we should go and do that oh my god let's do it let's do yeah. it um i might be in jamaica or french but if i'm free i'll come along did you say i might be in jamaica or french french did you mean france? oh french. French. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. i'm a very very busy lady but i'll see if i can come along it sounds like fun we'll see we will see. Well, I'm that's, sure it'll only happen if I'm coming because when I arrive, that's when it begins, darling. <laughs> the party don't stop till I walk in. Uh, Kesha? It was Kesha. Okay, good. Listen, I know you have to run on, but thank you very much for being here for the second sober celebrity pre-lash of this series, <laughs> the one and only Dane Buckley. Thank you so much, Dane. Thank Cheers you, darling. Thank you, Cheers. One, two, three. Cha, 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 cha. Slow down, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> he was recording. <laughs> <laughs>